Welcome to Love Soap. It's your host, Goddess Zabby. And you heard me, Love Soap. Notice how I didn't say Love Soap 420? Alright, so, let me just give you guys a little bit of information about how this whole podcast even began. I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but I just, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just say it again. <laughs> so, <clears throat> initially when I started Love Soap, it was actually Love Soap 420 because, you know, I was 420 friendly. And I still am to some extent, but not really. But I'll get to that in a second. So, I was single. I was coming out of a very toxic marriage. And it was like dating was horrible. And I'm like, okay, what is going on with this dating scene? You know, things have changed so drastically from years ago so I figured you know what why not start a podcast to talk about relationships why not you know talk about like what is it that people are looking for in relationships or what's going on in 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 the dating scene because you know now that we're in an age of technology and dating apps and all of this stuff far different from like in the 90s when you know you just went out to a club or a party and that's just pretty much how you met somebody so I would go to and if you go you can catch some of those earlier episodes i think still on soundcloud um i'm not sure if there's any on youtube i probably have to i i got a couple that i've saved on my computer that i can share maybe i'll i'll share with you some some past episodes that i recorded but i would go to like the hookah spots and, and I did hookah because I felt like if I went to like a bar, people would get drunk and then like the whole podcast would just go to shit. <laughs> now, shout out to Drink Champs, who, in my opinion, does a really great job drinking and doing a podcast. But I'm not as cool as, um, as he is. So I just went to the hookah spots because it just felt like the better environment to record my podcast and then talk about relationships. And I would ask questions, you know, what guys were looking for, what did um, men feel about this and that and all these different things. And it was interesting to see everybody's take on relationships from both the male's perspective and the female's perspective. But I found something way more valuable, something I never thought I would find and it literally changed the, I guess, trajectory of my podcast. My whole goal was to talk about relationships, how to love other people, what other people are looking for in relationships. Like I needed to understand this because I felt in my marriage, I did everything I could to make my marriage work, but that didn't stop my husband from cheating. It didn't stop him from talking to other women. It didn't stop him from being verbally abusive, emotionally abusive. It's just, it just, it, 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 it didn't do anything. And I can't understand like, why is it that I'm doing all the right things and it doesn't matter. It's not changing anything. And let me tell you something. Self-education is probably the best education you will ever get. You know, when you're not sure about something, question it. Go look for the answers because it's, you'll find things that you'll be surprised. And I'm going to tell you what it is that I found that turned out to be gold for me, but I'm going to get there. Let me just tell you some other things before I even get there, because that's the, that, that's, it changed my life. It just, it it changed my life. So in the midst of all that, I, I was still dating because I figured, you know, I want to go out. I want to meet different people. I want to see, you know, what kind of guys are out there. And it was, I just, it it wasn't a very good experience. I would be very pleasant. And most of the time, I can honestly tell you, I mean, just, I'm going to be real. You know, they just wanted to use me for sex. It was like, okay, you know what? I slept with her. I'm good. So I'm like, okay, this isn't going to work for me, you know? So now I'm going to hold out. I'm going to go on dates and I'm not having sex with anybody. I'm just going to date them. Well, they don't like that either. 
like what the fuck what's going on <laughs> it's like it doesn't matter it's like one way or another it, it, there's I felt like my in my mind at that time I felt like men were they, they had options so it's like okay well if you don't want to be with me no problem I'll just go on and be with the next woman you're not the only person that's available you know so this made me even want to look deeper into like what is going on maybe I'm doing something wrong right what am I doing wrong what am I what is it that I'm doing that makes me so incredibly dispensable. I mean, I thought if I was beautiful and sweet, that'd be enough, right? <laughs> I'm smart. I work. I take care of myself. I thought I was doing fucking amazing. So then I met somebody and I really thought like I met my soulmate. Like I was like, wow, we have so much in common. We have so much of the same experiences. And I mean, when I tell you, and he was just so different from other guys that I met. He was sweet. He was very caring. I mean, honestly, like he was, a, he was, he was a great man. He was a great man for a while. But you know, one thing that I can honestly say in my experience is that people will put on a show for as long as they can until they can you know yeah you can fake it you can you can fake being a certain way for a while but eventually your natural self is just gonna come out it's, it's just gonna come out and I used to see like these very subtle outbursts of anger with him over very like insignificant things and I thought well maybe he's just having a bad day right and I'm like that I, I I'm, I'm easily forgiving I'm, I'm anytime I see somebody going through something I'm like okay you know they're having a tough day or I'm, I'm always looking for the good in people I, I kind of ignore the bad and it took me a while to realize that that's probably my toxic trait you know that I'm always ignoring the bad side of people and just only focusing on the good parts okay well he's a murderer but like he gives money to charity like that's not good <laughs> okay I, I've never gone that far but you know you get what I'm saying so I really tried to make a lot of excuses for this new guy I was dating and honestly he was he was very sweet to me I mean I just he was like a fresh of breath air, especially after everyone else that I was dating. It's like I found somebody that I can spend so much time with. And we spent so much time together. But little by little, the real him started to come out. And what I realized about him is he went through a lot of trauma that he didn't heal from. He was very used to being with abusive women. I'm not an abusive woman. So it was almost like that, like he, he, he expected me to get mad about things that I, I didn't get mad about. Like he would go out and I'd say, Hey, can you go to the store and get this for me? And he'd come back and be like, Oh, I think I got the wrong thing. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm like, it's fine. Like, it's not a big deal. He's like, are you upset? I just don't want, and I'm like, bro, chill out. Like, are you serious right now? And he'd be like, Oh okay like so he he started to realize that okay I'm, I'm i'm not an easily triggered person i don't get angry so then i think at that point he started looking for things to find wrong with me because he's like okay well she doesn't get angry maybe i could poke holes at her weaknesses and do that and it, it kind of to work like the first time that he started to like really get concerned about something with me I'm like, why are you getting angry with me? Like, you know, this is something I'm dealing with. He's like, oh, no, this is terrible. You know, would do things to try to purposely make me feel bad. And I was like, hmm, the red flags started coming up. And you know what? There were times when I would literally drive up to his house and I would be like, I'm just going to break up with this guy for no reason. Like something in my core heart told me just break up with him and I didn't but here's how it all ended and came crashing down and then I'm going to tell you the reason why I told you this story because it does lead to something okay so 
we got on this app called Clubhouse. That's when I first knew about Clubhouse. And he was like, this is a great app. And, you know, we should really get on. And I'm like, okay, great. No problem. So we both, um, you know, signed up for the app together. And we were, like, going to find rooms that talked, that discussed certain things that, you know, we both shared. Um, I've always been in technology. I, I did graphic design for years. He always did um, video production. So, you know, we both have, like you know, that in common as far as when it comes to digital work. So we were, you know, we were going to do this together. So I, I was home one morning and I, 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 this, I used to spend a lot of time at his house, but this particular week I was spending a lot of time at home and I'm laying down and I get a notification and the notification shows that there was a room, I guess like when you're friends with someone on the app and they go into certain rooms, you'll get notification like, hey, you're friends in this room. Maybe you want to come and join them. So it was probably like 6 a.m. And I'm like, oh, wow, he's up early. This must be a really interesting. Um, I'm backing into the parking space. Oh, on guys. I'm like, this must be like a really interesting room. Let me go ahead and see what this is about. Now, let me give you just a little quick backstory. He was married for 15 years to a very abusive woman. I'd say probably a narcissist based on his stories. And he said he he spent $50,000 divorcing her. She dragged him out of court. So that was his sob story when we met. And I told him, yeah, you know, I was with someone that was also a narcissist and, you know, it was a terrible experience. So these were the things I felt we had in common and we shared. But the thing about me is that when it's over for me, it's over for me. Like, I'm not I I don't friend my exes. I think I even wrote a story that says ex-boyfriends are safe with me. I don't do that. It's just like from like it takes me so long to get into a relationship. And then when I finally get into it, I try to do everything I can to not make it end. But when I end it, there's absolutely no going back. It is literally the end of the road. It's dead, door closed, locked, bolted. I moved on to another dimension. (laughs) So I think that people... I always assume people think the same way I think. That's another toxic trick that I learned about myself, that people don't always think the way that I think. And that's okay. That's fine. So now back to 6 a.m. I'm laying down. It's early in the morning. I see a notification. My boo is on in this room. And I'm like, wow, I want to join this room. Let me see what this room is about. And the room happens to be about photography. He's a photographer. So this made sense. So I jump in the room. Now, these rooms, it's all audio. So the way you can tell that somebody is in the room is by all of the profile pictures. So, of course, when I open up the app, I go into the room and I see his picture there. I'm like, oh, there goes my baby. And then I look and I see the profile picture next to him. And I'm like, WTF? Who the hell is this? Turns out it's his ex-wife. So him and his ex-wife are both in this room together. And then my woman superpowers brain kicks in because it's like, wait a minute, you don't talk to her. She caused you harm. She was abusive. We just joined this app. How does she know that you're on the app? And in order for her to be in these rooms, that means you guys are communicating. What the hell is going on? And... Like everything just started to make sense. Isn't it crazy how like you have certain like predictions or you have like these like moments when you're in a relationship with someone and you're like, "Mm, I don't know, something about this is weird, something about this is weird, but you can't really figure it out. And then at the end, when you find out all the fuckery, you're like, all the dots connect now. Honestly, I had reached a point in my life At that very moment, this was a life-changing moment for me. At that very moment, I called him and I said to him, it's over. You don't have to give me an explanation. I already get it. I'm not going to argue about it. I'm just going to come and get the whatever stuff I left at your house and it's over. And that's it. And, you know, he was like, oh my God, what are you talking about? I just 
cut that conversation short. I didn't I didn't need him to explain anything to me. I've had enough of these experiences in my life. I know the signals. I know the flags. I know when something's off. And I'm not going to try to figure out like, oh, well, maybe it's this. No, it doesn't matter. I already had these feelings and they all led to this. Now, here's the part where it gets really fucked up. I called him. I said, I'm going to come and get my stuff. And when I got to his house, he had all my stuff packed. Didn't even try to explain himself anymore. He was just like, whatever. Whatever. The, the same guy that did everything he could to romance me for probably almost a year. As soon as I said I'm walking out, it was like, here's your stuff. Okay, fine. I was like, wow. So... I had just moved into my new place. I didn't even get to enjoy it because I was trying to enjoy this relationship. So I said, okay, you know what? I just moved. I'm going to get back to working on myself, right? So now I was still doing the podcast, but it was very far and few in between. I don't have as many episodes as I wanted to because I was trying to figure out what is I wanted to talk about because it was like, I thought I wanted to talk about relationships, but then I had like this heartbreak. It was it was heart it was heartbreaking because it was like the person I thought that he was in my mind turned out to not be that person. So again, I asked myself, what is it that you're doing that you keep having yourself in these situations? So then I said, you know what? I'm not dating anymore. I'm going to work on myself. I'm going to try to figure out more about me. I'm going to try to figure out what is it that I've been doing wrong or, or, or what is it about me have I not worked on? Is it my health? Is it... I had to drink something because I was thirsty. Pee-wee, just one second and I promise you. That's Pee-wee. Um, what is it? I just, I had, what, what's going on? So I took that time out to really do what I can to learn by myself. Just started reading about different things, reading about mental health, reading about trying to understand my, my, my life as a whole, started to go get therapy. And that's when I discovered I had ADHD and I'm like ADHD. How the hell did I get ADHD? Right? I'm trying to hold the camera here so you guys can hear me. How did I get ADHD? How is this? I'm Now I'm studying everything. I decided to take probably six to eight months to just do nothing but study myself as a whole. You know, at the time I was I was smoking a lot. I was drinking. I wasn't say drinking a lot, but on the weekends I was drinking. But I was incredibly 420 friendly. And I just, I, I didn't want to anymore. I was like, you know what? I want to focus on my health. I want to exercise. I want to read more books. I want to grow my business at a faster pace. I mean, I had started my business, but I wasn't really doing as much as I needed to on there. And... It's like I started digging deep. And like I said, self-education is the best education because when you start reading more and learning more about life, you start to discover things and you're like, wait a minute. (gasps) Holy shit. It's starting to make sense now. I've always been the person to put people ahead of myself. What I was lacking was self-love. I was always putting other people's needs ahead of myself. I needed validation from other people. It's like, I need you to love me. Do you love me? Am I, oh, you don't love me? Okay, let me go do this. Now do you love me? Oh, okay, that's not enough. No problem. Let me go do that. And like, I would do whatever I can to, I was a people pleaser. I was, when I say a people pleaser, I was probably the master people pleaser. You know, growing up, I had a very abusive mother. She's a lovely woman. She was abusive. Okay. And it's just the reality of things. I don't hate her. I'm not mad at her. I'm not holding any grudges about it. She didn't know better. She went through her own personal experiences that probably made her who she was. 
but she was hard to please. So it made me become an incredibly, um, I, 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 I had, I wasn't, I tried to be a very obedient child. I tried to do everything I could to get that love for my mom. Let me, I'm going to clean the house. I'm going to make sure I do this. The only thing that I just didn't do very well was in school. I like to doodle a lot, which makes sense because now I'm an artist. I, I just like to do art. <laughs> I didn't like school at all, but everything else I was doing my best to please my mom. Whatever it took for her to come home and not be angry. And what we don't realize is that our childhood has a strong impact on who we end up dating. Because if you grow up with that mentality, I'm going to do everything I can to make this person happy. And maybe if I do that, they'll love me. You start to go into relationships with that same mindset. I'm going to do everything I can to be so perfect with this person and meanwhile, you're just trying to appease them and they realize that. And if you get with the wrong person, they're going to use that against you. One thing I can say is that empaths attract narcissists like crazy, like crazy. And not only was my mom an empath, my, I mean, not an empath, far from it. Not only was my mom a narcissist, my sister's a narcissist, like the whole family. Then I married a narcissist and then I broke up with him and then I started dating. Like I was attracted to them. I was attracted to the, I need to do whatever I can to prove myself. And when I realized I was that person, let me just tell you, it, 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 healing is not peaches and cream. Healing is discovering that you've been fucking yourself over for a long time. You've been playing yourself for a long time. It's, it was, it, it, it made me just, I cried in my bed for days. I was like, oh my God. Oh my goodness. My whole life, my whole life, I am seeking validation from other people. And yet I'm not focused on myself. I, I would have given up everything I had to make other people happy. And then when, when you give everything you have, and you have nothing left, they're like, look at you, you have nothing. You're worth nothing to me. And then they walk out. It's painful. It was painful for me. And the only reason why I'm not crying is because I've cried so much about it that now it's just something that I, I, I can talk about calmly. I'm a little choked up, but I, I really, um, I, it, it just, it was, it was, it was, it was mind blowing. But now when I came to that realization, I started to say, okay, now I started learning about self-love. What do I need to do to put the focus back on myself? Because in essence, I always felt that, you know, I was a good-hearted person. But now it's time for me to be good-hearted to me, to take care of me. And that was what I discovered doing the podcast self-love I didn't expect to find that I wasn't even looking for that I was probably seeking more validation in the beginning of love so far 20 and when I started to put the focus back on myself it got harder to do the episodes because I was like I thought I knew it all or I thought I was looking for this but now like my my path has completely transitioned now I want to discover more about myself now I want to learn more about myself what am I really capable of how successful can I really get how much can I grow my business is it possible that I could really become a millionaire can I really have financial freedom can I really have that body that I want but for me not because I want to attract men but because I want to be healthy I want to wake up in the morning and and feel good I don't want to rely on drinking and smoking to stimulate me. I want to be healthier. I want to take vitamins. I want to take supplements. I want to go for walks. I want to spend time with my kids in a healthier environment. And when you start thinking about these things in your mind, it, 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 it's, it, it, just, it starts in the mind. And it's not 
it's not like I snap my fingers and then boom, I'm changed. It's like, it, it, it was like I planted a seed and then I started to kind of isolate myself. Now I didn't want to talk to anybody. I, didn't, I, I, I started going through, they call it the dark night of the soul. It's when you're just, now you need to hibernate. You need to figure out what it is about you and what it is that you need to do to grow. And when I planted that seed, I waited a while and I just kept thinking about the same thing over and over and over again. And then all of a sudden, like when I looked at all the things I did before this, I was like, everything needs to change. Some of the things that I'm doing are not things I really want to do. There was a lot of things that I was just doing just because I thought maybe this would just help me financially, but I don't really want to do this, but I have to do this. And then it just, things started to change. And now I started to go in a different direction. So there I am, just sitting in my room one day and realizing all along, it was me. It was me. A lot of the poor decisions I made were of my own. The people pleasing, seeking validation, I did this to myself. I had grown accustomed to a certain behavior and all I did was just compound that. I I didn't really work on myself. I just went from one situation to the next, always looking for a savior. Oh, well, the next time, you know, I make a, a good friend or I find a good man, he's going to save me. He's going to save me from myself. But nobody can save you from yourself. You have to save yourself. You have to make that decision. There comes a point in your life when you reach a certain age and you realize, I need to make decisions for myself. I have to realize what I will and will not put up with. I can't just keep being forgiving because I want companionship or friendship or love. What if I learn to apply these things to myself, then I wouldn't seek outside for it. I'd have it within. And the truth is we all have it within, but we forget. I forgot, you know? So now, now I realize I need way more time to rebuild myself, to renew myself. And healing is not linear. It's not like you're like, okay, now I'm climbing the steps of healing and then you reach this plateau and you're like, boom, I'm healed. That's just not how it works. You know, some days you're like, wow, I did really, I made really good decisions. And then other days you fall into a slumber and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going back to my old ways. And then you catch yourself the next day and you says, oh, nope, I'm not going to do that yesterday. And what it is, is you're trying to make better decisions as much as possible moving forward. But it's not a perfect road because there will always be new challenges. And those are the challenges that make you learn more about yourself because the thing is is that we only know so much about ourselves until we're faced with another problem and another problem and now you're like am i reverting back to my old way or am i going to seek a better way to resolve this every challenge and obstacle was changing me in some way because i realized every day when i woke up i had a chance and i had a choice and not all, not every time I was making good decisions, you know? Sure, I wanted to eat healthier. Sure, I wanted to look better. But then there'd be days where I was tired and I, I didn't want a salad. I wanted a fucking burger. <laughs> 
and I knew that that burger was going to make me sick and I knew that, that burger was going to make me like oh feel guilty and I knew that I was going to have these these you know uncomfortable feelings but I didn't care what I did care about is that if I made mistakes as much as if I made mistakes I needed to realize that I maybe I can do them as far and few in between because life isn't perfect I'm not perfect I'm human and I'm okay with that and that was another thing is that when you start to embrace self-love it starts with self-acceptance this is who I am right now and it's okay at that moment when I was dealing with so much and I was smoking and I was drinking I said I'm a smoker I'm a drinker and it's okay this is how I've been able to deal with my life right now that's okay there could I could be worse things but if this is this is how bad it gets for me that's okay everybody's dealing with something and self-acceptance is literally the absolute first step in self-love step two is the art of not giving a fuck about what other people think anymore because as long as you as long as you care about what other people think then you're always going to be wrapped up in trying to live up to other people's expectations and you're no longer focusing on your own personal development but rather trying to create a person personality that everybody can adapt to that that they can be comfortable with and that's just that's not really being authentic it's being what people call fake and when I'm authentic I feel comfortable because whether somebody likes me being who I am or not that's okay I'm not for everybody that's okay Like I said, self-acceptance is the first step. And when you start to tell yourself, you know what, I'm okay. I'm okay like this. Just the way I am, I love myself just the way I am. And then I realize something even more important. Self-talk. How do I talk to myself? How have I been talking to myself for all these years? I've been talking to myself like I would not talk to my friends the way I talk to myself. I make a mistake. Oh, you're so stupid, Natalie. Oh, you're. Oh, my goodness. Why did you do that? Oh, my God. You're so retarded. You know, what the hell is wrong with you? You're so hopeless. Oh, you never, you're never organized. Like, I would never talk to someone like that, but I was talking to myself like that. And what I was doing was I was re. I was validating to my subconscious mind that I was all these terrible things because that's what I was used to hearing and so I changed that and I started saying you're fine you're great the per- the way that you are look at all these things that you have done I started looking the same way that I would look in the good in others and forget the bad but when it came to myself I was always looking at the bad and forgetting the good and then I changed that why can't I look at the good within myself because what happens is and let me tell you something it's I also want to say it's like it's almost science, but like or metaphysics. I don't know. But when you start to look at the good in yourself, then when you experience doing something that you probably shouldn't, you're like, oh, I need to fix that. I'm going to work on that. You know, you become very self-aware. And when you're self-aware this is where you start to make or what you think you're making less mistakes because you're operating in your best self if i make this decision whether it turns out to be the wrong decision it was the best decision i could make at the time based on my situation i didn't make it for all the wrong reasons i made it for what i thought was all the right reasons and it's okay if i'm wrong if it's a mistake down the line that's okay It's going to teach me something. And then now when I'm in a situation, I can work on myself. Starting this podcast, the point of it was for me to find and for me to understand people 
and understand what they were looking for. And I never thought that I'd end up finding myself and what I was looking for. (laughs) I found myself. I found, wow, there's things I got to work on within myself. And that's okay. You know what? I love me. I love how I am. I love the things that I do. I love that I, I love people. I love trying to be different. Not trying to be different. I don't try to be different. But I love the fact that I am different. I love that I can look at things and... Or look at people and look at the best of them. That's okay. But I can't ignore their faults. I can't ignore their behavior. I have to take that into account. I have to look at things for what they are and not what I want them to be. Stop romanticizing people, but still love people and respect them. And when I start, what I did is I took a piece of paper and I made a list of all the things that I liked about myself. And then I made a list of all the things I didn't like about myself. And then I would look at the things I didn't like about myself and I would ask myself, why did I not like these things? And how, why did I do these things to begin with? See, we don't like to go deep into our issues. We don't like to dig deep when someone says, oh, you know, this person's an asshole, but why? Oh, I don't know. They're just an asshole. Yeah, but why? Maybe there's a reason they're an asshole. Maybe they're doing this for a reason. You know, when when kids are like that toddler age, they go through that why, 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 why. And then after that, they get older and life kind of like changes their 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 mindset. But I started to kind of like go back to that mentality. I needed to ask why for everything. If someone's being mean to me, why? Why are they being that way? And try to understand them. Now, here's the kicker. Okay? Here's the thing that you have to do almost at the same time when you're asking why. Is that if this person is doing something to hurt you in any way... And they're apologized many times, but they haven't changed their behavior. Now it's my fault for allowing them to do that. Apology is okay. We're human. We could apologize. But apologies have to be followed by changed behavior. If an apology is not followed by changed behavior, then it's a pattern. And if it's not a behavior we can tolerate, it is time to move forward and not tolerate it anymore. It is time to what you call... Or what I've learned is to set boundaries. I'm not dealing with that. You're doing something I'm not comfortable with. I'm going to walk away. This is, I don't tolerate that anymore. And I had to tell myself that I needed to have my own set of values. And these values and these boundaries are not to hurt other people. But they are to protect myself. Because I'm still growing. I'm 44 years old. I'm still growing. I'm still learning. I don't know shit. I thought I knew it all. And I'm like, I don't know nothing. (laughs) Every day I realize I know nothing. I'm, I'm still learning more and more and more. But that, this podcast, the beginning of this podcast, I had no idea was going to really change my life for the better. And so... I called it Love So 420 because, like I said, I was 420 friendly. And honestly, I really don't see anything wrong with, you know, medicinal marijuana. I know that there were times where it really helped me creatively. Um, it worked for me at the time where I really needed it. But when I started going to, to therapy and then I started learning more about myself and I started learning about ADHD, I said, well, what if there's a way for me to, you know, not, not smoke anymore, not drink or not find any kind of stimulation? What if I go and I get treatment and I keep this treatment at a minimal because at the end of the day, I really want to be able to control myself. I want to catch myself when I'm doing something and ask myself, why am I doing it like this? And let me tell you, healing, it's, it's actually painful because it's so easy to go back to bad behavior it's so easy to fall back to doing the things that you're comfortable with and so many times i'm just like oh you know fuck this i'm just gonna go and 
smoke a blunt or I'm just going to go have a cigarette. Or I'm just going to go over to the bar and have some drinks. I'm going to call my friend and go have some drinks. And get, it was just, it's, it's literally, uh, I could just feel like doing that. And, and, and before you know it, there I am. But to say I'm not going to do that, I'm going to deal with my emotion. That's hard. That's hard. For me, it was hard. It was so hard. But I chose me. I was like, I have to love me first. I can't expect other people to love me. I need to love me first. And then if somebody wants to come along and enjoy this love that I'm sharing, great. Because they'll get a piece of it. If I can love myself to the utmost, imagine when I'm with somebody else. And you don't have to seek love. It's going to find you. Because you're going to be aligned with it. I wasn't aligned with people that loved themselves. Everybody that I was in line, I was in alignment with were people that were secretly feeling the exact same way I was feeling, seeking validation. But their games were different. You know? So it's like I I didn't want to operate like that anymore. I didn't want to be and then and then all of a sudden you just start to look around and you realize I don't want to be friends with the people I was friends with anymore. You know what? Now that I think of it, they weren't really my friends at all. They liked the part of me that was complacent. They liked the part of me that was a people pleaser. They liked the fact that I was willing to do anything for their attention. And now that I wasn't that person, now that I was a little more confident in myself, now that I was actually, I, I, I had these boundaries, I, now I started to like, wait a minute, this is what I like. This is, th- these are my beliefs. This is my thinking. This is what I really feel. They didn't like that. Or, you know, they acted a certain way, acted indifferent. I can just tell when people were uncomfortable around me because they just didn't like, they didn't like the way that I was. And so I said, you know, these aren't the people for me. I didn't even have fights or anything. I just started to slowly just disappear. Just cut, just kind of, I don't want to say cut people off, but I pretty much cut them off, you know, moved on without them. And then I started thinking about my situation with my marriage. You know, I was holding on to that marriage with dear life because I wanted my kids to have both parents. I didn't have both parents growing up, but I wanted my kids to have both parents. But let me tell you, sometimes forcing to, you know, just trying to force yourself to be with someone for the sake of children can sometimes do more harm than good. Because what you're doing is you're teaching kids that it's okay to be in a loveless marriage or it's okay to be in a toxic marriage. And I didn't want to teach my kids that. I wanted my kids to see, hey, you know what? If you're in a relationship and the person isn't doing good by you, it's okay to walk away. And I really seek, I really sought out my my kids' validation for that. My kids had to tell me, mom, you're not happy with dad. Like, get out of this you know don't we don't you don't need to be with him for our sake like that like that that's not necessary and it was I mean I I can't tell you how much I cried because it was such a relief that my kids were like don't do this don't do this like you're not happy we want to see you happy and the moment I started to do for myself, work on myself, improve myself. I can honestly say it improved even my kids' well-being because now my kids felt confident to be themselves. You know, look at what mom's doing. We could be like that. We could be confident too. You know, you, 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 when you work on yourself, it affects everyone around you. People are either feeling like now they, ha- they, they are empowered to work on themselves. Look at, look at her. Look how, look how Zabby's working on herself. I can do the same. It gives people confidence and it motivates them to work on themselves. Or, in some cases, it might have the opposite effect. It will discourage people from wanting to be around you. They don't like you anymore. But that's okay. Because those are the people you want to leave. Those aren't the people for you. And that's what I realized. Those weren't the people for me. So, that was Okay. That if, the, if certain people didn't like who I was becoming, because at the end of the day, I was growing for myself. I was 
becoming a better me. It was working for me. And then little by little, all of these other little things started changing. Now I was doing better in my business. Now I wanted to change, even my business plan changed. Everything that I wanted to do for business completely changed. I wanted to get a traditional gallery. Then NFTs came into space, into the space. And I'm like, this is perfect. You know, I did graphic design for 15 years. I could get into the NFT space. I love artists. I love understanding artists. I love understanding their journey because I myself am an artist and I have my own journey. So now this gives me the opportunity to do something that I enjoy. It wasn't just, oh, I want to be an artist. No, I want to be more than that. I want to be a curator. I want to learn more about people. I want to learn about their challenges. I want to share my story. I, like, I, I was just opening up like all these different levels in my in my body like just like my body was just it was just transitioning I just I didn't even know who I was anymore I just know that I loved it and every time I was faced with another challenge rather than getting upset I said this is another chance for you to grow how are you going to handle this how would the old now how would the old Zabby handle it and how was the new Zabby going to handle it? I was going to say, how would the old Natalie handle it? Because that's my, that's what people normally would know me by. Or back then is Natalie. But now everybody knows me as Zabby. So I would say to myself, how would Zabby handle it? And how would Natalie handle it? And I had to, de- defi- you know, deficiency. De- 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 I can't say the word. I had to, I needed to create those two different kinds of people so I can understand why is that I'm feeling this and, or why am I feeling that? Or how can I do something differently? Differentiate. There, I said it. Yes. You know? And, and it like, everything started to change. So now, like I said, I smoke less. I, don't get me wrong. I still think, I'm, I'm not saying I will never smoke again because cannabis is great like there are times where i think to myself oh we i could sure use a blunt right now (laughs) but it's not part of the plan but if i smoke it's okay if it happens okay but i'm no longer putting myself into this oh my gosh you can never do it again because this here's the thing about healing don't tell yourself you're never going to do something again because the moment you tell yourself that you'll find yourself in a situation and you'll do it again and you'll do it again rather say you know what if i do it again fine but if i'm faced with the option i have to ask myself is this pushing me into the path of where i want to go or is this leading me back to where i didn't like being you know and you know what some days you might choose one and other days you might choose the other that's okay you're human i had to remind myself i'm human i probably went about six months without having a drink and then a friend of mine called me and says hey let's have a drink i haven't seen you in a long time i hadn't seen him in a long time and i says you know what i've isolated myself enough let me go ahead and uh have a drink with him well that's another story and I'm going to save that for the next podcast I'll tell you about the date that I went on after not going on a date in almost I don't know a year <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll share that with them I just I, I want to just finish off with just explaining that I, I that's pretty much where the self love journey took me and it started with my love so it started with the love so 420 podcast i intended it to find out what it was like to date find out what people were looking for and i found myself and then i thought well then you know what love soap is now going to be about self love self awareness self discovery and the only reason why i really want to push that is because it's something that I can share through my own personal experience. This isn't, oh, I learned it in a book. I went through this. I went through this transformation. I dealt with this. I went through the ugly, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And there are a lot of people 
that probably haven't discovered it yet or maybe they have but they just don't understand and if there's a way that I can share my journey and inspire others to look at themselves and say how is am I working in my best authentic self am I loving myself because I see a lot of young people and I see them going through so many challenges and relationships and I remember I was there and and I was so optimistic oh it's okay I'm young you know back then I thought oh you know it's all right if this marriage is, is having its issues where you know that's what marriage is about it's about working through like I I was so optimistic but there were other things that I, I was ignoring about myself and I see a lot of young people doing that I see a lot of older people doing that my mom she's almost 70 and she still has not adapted self-love she's still so caught up in the past and caught up in oh look at you know these are the you know has that victim mentality she she says oh i'm you know she says what she thinks is the right thing people want to hear but i i you know her words aren't matching her actions her health is still a struggle because she's still dealing with so much pain so it's not just young people there's a lot of older people that are still struggling with these issues and you know self-love doesn't mean that you're better than everybody else it just means that you found what it is that you need to grow and when you truly love yourself you're not going to want to see people in a bad position you're gonna want to find a way to inspire them so they can find that thing inside of them so they can grow you know it's true when they say hurt people hurt other people but healed people or healing people want to find ways to heal other people so the next time somebody says something to you to hurt you remember that they're just hurt themselves and they haven't found their way and maybe if you apply self-love to yourself and they see that you might actually inspire them to also heal sometimes you will and sometimes you won't and it's okay what's more important is that you're loving yourself that's what i've learned so until next time i hope you have a beautiful day and i love you